Hey everyone, this is Brandon with the Variety Sports Podcast. You are listening to the seventh inning stretch. Now to your hosts, Logan Stone and Josh Edwards. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Seventh Inning Stretch. I'm your uh, host, Logan Stone, and with me is my co-host, Josh Edwards. How are you doing today, Josh? Good, Logan, man. How you doing today, buddy? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm mixed. I'm mixed. And, you know, as a Cardinal fan, you should feel mixed. Uh, oh, I probably should have stated that this is the special Cardinals edition, our weekly Cardinals show, uh, where we recap all the Cardinals uh, happenings over the last week. Um, this was a big week for the Cardinals. It was opening day uh, week, which is basically a holiday in St. Louis. I don't think anyone actually works on uh, opening day, but uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, The Cardinals opening day festivities. Um, We got to, we saw, I think, 16 Hall of Famers, uh, which I think I heard someone say was the most uh, we've ever seen from from the Cardinals. Uh, You want to talk about what you thought about uh, the opening day ceremonies? Man, so I'm going to say this. I know my bosses don't listen, so I'm going to be safe. But since, <laughs> yes, I work in St. Louis. Um, we had nothing going on that day in the in the office or in the store. So I had the uh, whole pregame ceremonies going on my phone, direct TV stream. Just got to give a shout out to them for providing good mobile service. <laughs> but, um, yeah, give us that sponsorship. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely um, need it. <laughs> so I, uh, so I was watching on there. Um, I was thrilled. I was happy. I was overjoyed. I, I can't say enough about how I was smiling from ear to ear basically the entire day, mostly because we got to see the fans back home in the stadium. It was a full pack stadium for opening day, first time in a couple of years. Um, just fantastic vibe. It was loud. It was ruckus. People were having a good time, and it was like forty degrees in St. Louis that day. So it was awesome seeing all the uh, the older guys come back. Guys, I never got the uh, the opportunity to watch, and then seeing the guys who I got to play, who I got to see play when I was a child. You know, seeing Big Mac there, seeing Jimmy down there, um, it was just awesome. I mean, Ozzy looked great, uh, and the emotions got to me. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and say that it, it didn't get to me because. Watching it and then seeing Albert and and Yachty and Wayno get introduced, I got this little, you know, one of those little man tears. Just one of those single ones, just kind of hits the cheek, and you're like, "All right, stop." Yeah. Um, very, very nostalgic for me. Um, important to see that happen, especially the way St. Louis gave it out this year. It was it was really fantastic. I enjoyed the opening ceremonies. I'm not gonna complain about how long they were. But it it was it was pretty fantastic. I was so happy I got the opportunity to sit at work and watch him, uh, not be too distracted or interrupted. Yeah, uh, for any of you Cardinal fans uh, out there who didn't uh, catch this, uh, who was it? Garrett Cole of the Yankees uh, got mad at the Yankees for running four minutes too long on the opening day ceremonies, and he said that really screwed up his pitching that day. Uh, if that was said in St. Louis, he would have been traded the next day. Um, I don't care how good you are. Uh, 
but yeah, it was it was a very emotional. I was surprised by how just uh, how many were there. Um, I guess just because I mean we added what two more guys to or not two more uh, three more guys to the uh, Hall of Fame since 2019. I think it was Ray Langford. Uh, yeah. Uh, who was the third baseman? Who uh, Simmons? Ted Simmons. Um, Scotty was there too. Scott Rowland, yeah. Uh, I think Isringhausen was inducted in 2022. Uh, also, I'm sorry, 2020. Also, um, so I think uh, it was just good because it, you know, it was the first full opening day since 2019 uh, because of the pandemic. Um, I think everybody was excited to, you know, just get back into the swing of things. I think there was just a different atmosphere this year than there was um, the last, I mean, since, I mean, I don't think ever since I've watched opening day, I think there was just, I think there was just relief and there was an extra amount of joy just from people who uh, wanted to be there just because, you know, it was opening day and people were excited because it was opening day and, I mean, Joe Torre even showed up, and I mean, I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah, like you and I were talking about that. We, I don't think I've ever seen Joe Torre at one of these things. Um, that was interesting. I know the Yankees got rained out, but I think I don't think he had time to. I don't think he was going to go to the Yankees game, anyways. Um, but yeah, it was really nice seeing uh, Albert and Yachty, uh, Yachty being able to come out. Uh, before uh, and actually get to stand and get an ovation uh, and shake hands with the red jackets because usually he's in the bullpen warming up. Wasn't uh, that the weirdest part though? Seeing yeah. Yachty and Wayno get introduced and not seeing them in the bullpen warming up. That was, yeah, it was, that was great, but it was odd. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely weird. Um, I wonder, I wonder if that kind of screws up. I mean, I'm sure he was totally okay with it but I wonder if it kind of screws up your like mentality and your rhythm. Um, but yeah, I think he would, I think he would give up a or give a bad game if it meant getting that uh, ovation at the beginning. And then he came out and threw six, no six strikeouts, no hits, yeah. no earned runs, no walks. Uh, I don't think it affected him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was really good. Um, yeah. Wayno was good. Yeah. Um, Albert, Got a good ovation. Not as big as I thought I was expecting, uh, I'm going to say. It seemed like it was... Yachty's was a little bigger. Yeah, I I was really surprised by... uh, It seemed like when he was with the Dodgers and the Angels, it was a lot louder. But, I mean, I'm not complaining. I think they're going to have all year to give him ovations. Um, Yeah, uh, the the Budweiser uh, chariot almost tore down the wall, the outfield wall. I don't know if you saw that. No, I missed that part. Uh, yeah, the Dalmatian almost fell off the wagon, but, you know, it was fun to watch. I was I was thinking, you know, it's a shame that we don't have the AstroTurf anymore at Bush Stadium because, you know, Aunt, like an 80-year-old Anheuser-Busch used to sit in the passenger and, like, they would ride around in the middle of the uh, field. Uh, now they just have to ride on the track so they don't tear up the field. I don't know if you remember that, but. Uh, no, I really don't, to be honest with you. I was going yeah. from St. Louis for so long. I mean, I'll, 
I haven't got to watch an opening day ceremony in, <laughs> since I was a small, small kid. I mean, I've yeah. been gone out of the city for so long, and they don't get that, that stuff didn't get televised up in Indiana. Yeah, it, it was a. Uh... It was interesting, but yeah, I mean, it's always nice to see the, you know, the Anheuser uh, Bush, uh, Clydesdales. Yeah, Clydesdales, and that's always my favorite part and the song and seeing, uh, man, Big Mac. Uh, he was another one who got a really big ovation, and and he looked uh, good too. Yeah, he did. Like oh, he man. hasn't gotten fat and everything, but I did hear he's doing like a vegan lifestyle. Yeah, like he he watches everything he eats. He's in super great shape. Uh, they were talking about that on the um, uh, character and Smallman mm. on 101 ESPN the day after. Huh. Yeah, he. I mean, he looked good. I, I honestly, I wanted him to take off the jacket and just have a uniform on, and <laughs> him had him announced that he was going to play a one day deal to play first base or something for the Cardinals. Oh my gosh, I would love to see him play one more game, but. Uh, elite at least come back as a hitting coach. He was such a good hitting coach at Sand Black. But um, yeah, was there anything else that stood out to you at the opening day uh, ceremonies? Speaking of McGuire, I thought it was cool when Albert did uh, shook everybody's hands that him and Big Mac did the whole stomach punch thing. Oh yeah, back from Max and he played. So I thought that was neat. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. People forget they were kind of um, they were really friendly and. Uh, Big Mac was a big uh, part of uh, what was it? Uh, Albert's Albert. opening season, uh, or or not opening season, but uh, first rookie season, and very influential. You know, was a mentor to him. So I forgot uh, Albert played left field. Yeah, I totally yeah. forgot about that till opening day, and I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot he played the outfield." Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's a scary team when you think about it having Mark McGuire and uh Albert Pujols on the same roster. Uh but anyways, uh that's enough of the sentimentals. We're not going to get romantic about baseball anymore, okay? This is the culture facts. Yeah. <laughs> so uh let's see we go into game 1. Uh Cardinals win 9 nothing. Wayno goes 6 uh innings. Zero earned runs, uh, five hits, no walks, six Ks. Arenado, O'Neill, and Edmund get uh, got home runs, uh, and eight were left on base. Uh, it was a good opening day for the team. Um, they did what they were expected to do, which was a, uh, which was score a lot of runs and not allow many runs. Uh, they actually didn't allow any runs, uh, and you know you should definitely not be allowing a lot of runs to the worst team in the league. Uh, I get that they have some really good guys on the team, Brian Reynolds, Key Brian Hayes. Um, I almost said Colin Moran, but he's not on there anymore. <laughs> uh, but there were a couple guys, but, I mean, you really shouldn't be giving up a lot of runs, but foreshadowing. Uh, what do you think of the opening day uh, game? Loved it, man. I was going crazy at work. The people who uh, work um, at the facility that I work at were all coming to me and going, what's the score? What's the score? And I think a couple times they knew what was going on because they'd hear me clap or cheer, mm. like, especially at the home runs. So uh, I think my favorite play of opening day was the strike them out, throw them out. I believe it was in the second inning to close the second inning. That sounds about right. Second or third, yeah. 
uh, where Yachty, yeah, Bueno got the strikeout and Yachty gunned the man down in second. It was close too. Yeah. But the, um, they got the tag on him right before he should hit the bag. I think that was my favorite play of the day. Yeah. Um, O'Neill went four for five, I believe. Um, uh, and then I think Arenado, I mean, he, I think in the first inning, he got the home run. Uh, but I mean, it's been a while. So, but I mean, yeah, he got a home run. Um, Edmonds. No, Arenado's came later in the day. It was, it, who got, it was O'Neal got the first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And because he uh, went for three, Arenado went for two. That's right. And then um, was Edmund went for one. Yeah. 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 Edmund got a line drive in like the later inning. Um, right. Goldschmidt had, went uh, one for one, I think, with four walks. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was really good. I'm I'm very impressed with that. Um, yeah, very good game for them. Um, they did what they were they were expected to do, which you can't really ask for much more. Nope. Uh, um, game two. Oh gosh. Uh, Cardinals won six two. Michaelis went three and a uh, and two thirds, allowed two earned runs, six hits, two walks, one K. Uh, the pull, the bullpen picked him up though. Uh, Whitley, Wickren, Mc, uh, McFarland, Helsley come, uh, came out and only allowed uh, three hits, two walks, and six Ks. Uh, DeYoung hits a home run while Arenado got three doubles and three RBIs. Uh, Michaelis looked shaky and threw 40 pitches in the first inning. Uh, the bullpen comes in and does what you want it to do and shut down the and it shuts down the Pirates' offense. Uh, Arenado's three doubles was very big. Um, for a long while, he was the only one who got uh, – uh, no, that's not true. That's not true. He's not uh, – I was going to say he was the only one who got the RBIs. Or, But what do you think of game two? And we will obviously get into the pitchers in a little bit, but what do you think of game two uh, otherwise? Game two, what I liked about game two was uh, it didn't go the way we'd all wanted to or we expected. Uh, the team stayed together. They kept fighting through it. Um, I know we're going to have a talk about the pitchers, but I got to give Michaelis a little bit of props as he got himself in some trouble and he got himself out of it. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that right now. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I can't. The second game of the season, uh, weather is not in the – it was not in our favor out here in St. Louis. It wasn't best for weather to play. And it was better than the opening day game. I'll give you that. But uh, I don't know. Game two was game two. You know, we, we went 2-0. And at the end of the day, all the matters is you put more runs on the board than the other team. So I'll take the W. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, wins a win. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll cover the rest of the parts in a little bit. Game three, Pirates won 9-4. Steven Matz goes Three innings, nine hits, seven runs, one walk, and five Ks. Arenado got a home run. Arenado, O'Neill, Carlson are the only ones with RBIs. Uh, four left on base. Mats was looking pretty solid in the first two innings, and then the wheels just fell off in the third inning. Um, apparently, the story that's going around now is he had a blister. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I it's I uh, think I think the number one excuse that goes around the league is when 
a pitcher doesn't have a good start, they have they say that they were fighting a a blister. Um, it, maybe it was a blister. I I don't know. I don't. It seems like if he was fighting through a blister, it would have been they would have been looking at him a lot more. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. Did you have any thoughts on that game? So that game was rough. Um, I kind of buy the blister story because of how he cruised through the first two innings. Mm. He was keeping the ball down in the strike zone. His, his placement was good. Then all of a sudden in third, he couldn't get the ball down below the waist. Like I, I couldn't. Yeah. There was. I was thinking the whole time. I'm going. What just happened? Like yeah. he was fine. He looked good. I. Uh, everything I said in our preseason show about him and what I liked about him sounds good. And then it fell apart. And so when the blister thing came out, I was kind of like, okay, that makes sense. Cause we've seen it before happen to pitchers, yeah. especially depending on where that blister is at on the hand. If it's on the thumb or if it's on the index finger or the middle finger, and it's where you're gripping the ball at. Yeah. I, I, I can see it. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I just, I don't think a guy who signed a four year, $40 million contract who was having a great, two innings and then fell apart. I don't think he's going to come out and just straight lie to yeah. the fans of St. Louis or the city of St. Louis, considering this fan base knows baseball. Yeah. Um, and he's not going to check. He's not going to go to Schumacher and say, Hey, I, I, I can't throw anymore. You need to take me out. So yeah. I think he was just trying to battle through it. He couldn't get it under control. He probably thought he could. Um, and it just, it got away from him too far. Uh, I don't expect to see that happen again. Uh, and I expect to see him pitch the way we expect him to pitch as a $10 million a year pitcher. Yeah, I was going to rewatch the game, or at least the first four innings, and uh, try to see if he was favoring his uh, throwing hand any, but I, I couldn't I couldn't watch that game. <laughs> it, I, I was done. It, uh, look, they, you can't win them all, but losing to the Pirates – in nine to four is a little bit hurtful in a way. Um, he went, he gave up seven runs on nine hits, and I, well, he, was I, throwing, I he was throwing batting practice the whole third, third, inning. yeah, that's well, all it was. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't, I don't think he got an out in the third inning. Yeah, he didn't get an out in the third inning. Um, so I and I'm sure some of them were uh, not hit, uh, well. Never mind. But it's just I don't know. It's it's not good. Whenever well, I'll, I'll get into it. Like I don't want to. I don't want to get into this right now because we just uh, got done watching Game Four, which is the opening uh, series with the Royals. Uh, the Cardinals just won six five. Dakota Hudson went four innings. Five, uh, allowed five hits, three runs, no walks, and four strikeouts. Uh, the bullpen kind of got hit around a little bit. Um, uh, uh, Whitgren and Cabrera gave up two runs. Arenado, Pujols, Kisner hit home runs. Uh, the Royals are a better team than they are. Uh, they get credit for. Um, I don't think a lot of the Cardinals fans out there really know Bobby Wood Jr., uh, Whit Merrifield, Salvador Perez. I mean, I'm sure they know them, but they don't know how good of players they are. Uh, Mondesi ha has been really hot this week, actually. Um, 
yeah, but um, yeah, they, I think the Cardinals gave them two runs uh, that probably shouldn't have. I think uh, I think Dakota Hudson let some uh, hang a little bit too much over the plate. And uh, but other than that, it felt good to see Pujols hit a home run in in a Cardinals uniform first time. That's, and, a, that's an understatement. You know it. Yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't it, feel good. It was glorious. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it. It was great. Um. Yeah. It, first time since the 2011 NLCS. I think it's 3, been like 1,855 days, days. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, and it, it felt good to finally give him give him an uh, ovation when he's not wearing a Dodgers or an Angels uniform uh, when he hits home runs. So that was good. Um, and he got his curtain call. Let me tell you something though. I was I was just ex- as excited about Kisner's home run though. Um, oh, it was nice. Yeah, I. Let me tell you something. I. That kid has probably got the hardest job in baseball, which is being Yadier Molina's backup. It's kind of like being Tom Brady's backup. Molina's a superstar in St. Louis. Um, Kisner probably has the most pressure I've seen a player have um, just because he's got to stay well-balanced and well-trained and just stay fit to be to only play 30 games a year. Uh, I know this year he's going to try to play more, but still, I mean, to be able to hit a home run today was pretty, pretty nice. Um, I like seeing that. Uh, it, it's funny because I was one of the topics I was going to talk about today was uh, do we think that the like Yachty's replacement is in the Cardinals organization right now? And should they, uh, trade for a catcher and then right as I was writing that down Kisner hits a home run and so so you know what I'm going to be talking about how we should uh be getting a replacement catcher the whole year just so that way Kisner can get more home runs (laughs) well I I, so just to hit on this topic real quick I think Yadi's replacement is in the organization already uh I don't know if it's Kisner but this uh, kid they got down in the minors is it? Um, what's his name? Herrera. Yeah, Ivan, Ivan or Ivan Herrera. I don't remember how they. He says he wants to pronounce. I don't think he cares. But yeah, supposedly he's supposed to be really, really good. Uh, it'll obviously take him some time to develop into what we're used to. So when Yadi does retire, we're going to see the defensive prowess take a bit of a backward step. But yeah. I think in the long term, as long as this kid comes up and develops the way he's expected to, I mean, we're never going to see another Yachty. Don't, don't, I don't want anybody getting twisted. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. probably will never see another Yachty. But to see somebody who can control the field, play great defense, take care of the pitchers, if this kid learns what he's supposed to learn, he's going to be all right. And I think Kisner is going to be very serviceable. Uh, mm-hmm. He seems like he knows what's going on. I, I'm not – and I've said it before, I'm not super keen on his defense – in uh, the throwing the ball around the field, but if he can hit better than Yadi overall, he'll be fine for a couple seasons till we have our next guy back there who's controlling and doing everything we need to be as a leader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think about the game? 
Uh, it was a lot closer than it should have been. Uh, the first inning was fantastic. Yeah. Seeing uh, Nolan hit the two-run shot and then back-to-back, he, uh, Albert goes deep for his first. I, mean, I was driving home when it happened, so mm-hmm. I didn't get to see it all. Uh, but that's always listening to it. Be listening to back to back home runs while you're driving home. I've done that a couple times and I've almost wrecked a couple, couple times. It's uh, it's scary, <laughs> especially where I drive. It's bad country roads, so there are hills, it's up and down, there's turns constantly. Hmm. But I kept it under control. I mean, I, I, yeah. just, I also had the blues game flipping back and forth between the blues game because you know, the blues are playing the Bruins, hmm. so I'm you know, you know, we hate we hate Bruins. Yeah. So I'm trying to flip back and forth in between commercials, back and forth. I just have to catch the home runs. Uh, but, no, I I was happy with the game. Um, the Royals, like I said before, I think the Royals are going to be a sneaky team this year. They definitely uh, made it a lively game early and kept the game close and kept it interesting. I think we should have probably had seven runs scored, maybe eight. Uh, I believe we left a few men on at one point. Yeah, I didn't write uh, how many were left on base today for some reason. Uh, I think we left them. I think the one in sixth, seventh, or eighth or something. We left a man on second and a man on third, where we could have kept we left rolling. Six on uh, base this entire game. There you go. Uh, yeah, I was thinking more of the when we left the guys on second and third. I don't remember what it was. Uh, oh yeah, couldn't bring them in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was an interesting game. Um, it was fun, though. Yeah, it was a fun game. Um, but, yeah, Hudson didn't look sharp, which, I mean, it's – I mean, basically is his first game in two two years, maybe? Not really. I mean, first real. Yeah. I mean, he played yeah. a little bit at the tail end of 2021, but he was a reliever. And, actually, I think he got one start. But, I mean, yeah, and – a shortened spring training. And that's something that we should address is, you know, these pitchers got uh short spring training, um, two weeks and it's going to be a little bit before these pitchers can, will be at a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, um, before we get into the big negative, let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, Arenado, he got the NL Player of the Week um, on Monday. So this was before uh, game game four uh, or even game three, I think. Uh, no, it was. It was I got my next game before game yeah. four. Yeah. Um, opening weekend, he went six for 12, two home runs, three doubles. Uh, the entire week, he went seven uh, for 16. Uh, nine RBIs, a four sixty-seven batting average, a three uh, with three home runs. Uh, he worked, and he's somebody that uh, who worked on his swing on the off season. And let me tell you something: he looks different uh, this year. Uh, he doesn't look like he's swinging at garbage like he used to. It's not easy to strike him out. Um. He looks on it. Uh, what do you think of him to, uh, this week? So I listened to a couple of interviews he did, um, and I think that off-season work that you're talking about is starting is paying off early. Uh, I hope it continues. I know he was really concerned about getting the barrel of the bat around quicker um, and a little bit earlier. 
on contact. If you look at all those home runs, he's pulled every single one, I think. So he's definitely getting the bat out there in front of the ball, making great contact. If he stays this way all season, could we see MVP and Gold Glove in the same year? Let me tell I you something. Doubt it. Let me tell you something that I was I was about to throw that MVP word out. Um, man, if he if he sticks with it, I mean, I think I think the swing that he had last year. Uh, worked really well with in Colorado, uh, and I think it worked well for him because of just, uh, just you know, the ball doesn't carry or um, doesn't travel the same way. Uh, but I think being a year, spending a year in St. Louis, where the air is different, I think he realized, oh, this is something that I can work on here, and I think he's really going to be locked in and he's going to be the Nolan Arenado that we were promised last year where he's going to hit 40 home runs. He's going to get over 110 RBIs. He's going to, I mean, he's already got what, uh, three doubles. Three no, doubles, he's got, four home runs. Yeah. Um, man, he's, he's, he's looking special this year and I know it's early. I know it's early. I just, and he's been, and he played against the Pirates and the Royals. But, I mean, he's still he, a premier hitter. Yeah, he's yeah. still one of the most dangerous guys in the league, offensively and defensively. It, this it, year is his year to show St. Louis what he really can do. And then he said he was disappointed in his production last year. I mean, he went into the offseason yeah. talking about how he was so disappointed. The dude still was a great hitter last year. Let's not yeah. sell the man short. He just wasn't – he didn't live up to his own expectations. And the man has high, high expectations of himself. And I love that. I yeah. freaking love it. That's what I want from every single Cardinals player. Any athlete who comes to St. Louis as a professional athlete needs to have high expectations of themselves. Yeah, everybody's going to go through a dry spell. Everybody's going to go through a rut. But it's being mentally tough to dig yourself back out and get back up there and play the game at the height that you expect yourself to be at. And it, the, I, I love this guy. I was not mm. sure about him. I mean, I knew he was a great player it's, when he came over. I knew he was a great player. But I wasn't sure what his character was. I didn't know if he would jump. This guy is a St. Louis Cardinal kind of player. Yeah. He's meant yeah. to finish his career here in St. Louis, go into the Hall of Fame. And if he does this for the next five, six, seven, eight years, we're going to see him in a red jacket someday. Mm. Oh, man, it would be so nice to see him go into the Hall of Fame as a Cardinal. Um but yeah, he like like you said, I mean, he had kind of a down year last year. And I say kind of a down year. Like with in his years with Colorado, he's had about a nine thirty-two average uh OPS. Um last year he had an eight oh seven OPS, which I mean is it's hundred and thirty points down. Uh but I mean that's still a really great ball player. Um I can't I think Gold Goldschmidt is probably the only one who has a higher OPS last year uh, than him, maybe O'Neill. But, uh, yeah, he's – I mean, this may be like vintage Arenado, and I, I pray, I pray to any baseball god that, that this will end the whole course field effect debate. We've seen this with Holiday. We've seen this with uh, 
not Jordan Walker, Larry Walker. Uh, now we're seeing this with uh, Nolan Arenado, DJ LeMahieu, who was an MVP type ca- uh, candidate with the Yankees two years ago. Um, we're probably going to see with uh, Trevor's Trevor story. Um, and I hate mentioning his name because the Cardinals didn't get him. I think he's going to do great for uh, the Red Sox, even though he's going to be in a kind of a handicap field, I think with uh, Fenway park, but um Oh man, I'm excited. I'm kind of scared because I don't want to oversell Arenado this year, uh, just because I don't want to jinx anything. But I, I'm pretty excited to see Arenado this year. Um, any more comments on Arenado? That uh... no, I just want to keep seeing him bring in that glove and keep swinging that bat and see him be a leader and learn some things from Pujols, why Pujols is around this year, to make yeah. him an even better player and a better hitter. Yeah, let's um, let's move into this uh, topic. Right. So, like we've uh, been hinting at very subtly this entire uh, episode, Michaelis goes three and uh, two-thirds, gave up two runs. Matt's gave up uh, – went three – Three innings, uh, gave up seven runs, and Dakota Hudson went four innings and gave up three runs. Uh, I think all all of those were on the uh, home run. Uh, so it's kind of a weird issue to bring up in the first week. Um, the I don't, you know what? I'm just going to let you go first. Cause I'm still trying to collect my thoughts in a very non angry, uh, fashion. All right. Well, Logan pump the brakes for a minute. It is the pump, first week of the season. Pump right? the brakes. So just do me a favor. Pump the brakes, my friend. I will. So here's my whole thought on the whole ordeal. Michaelis is Michaelis. When he's on, he's on. When he's not, he's not bad first outing. But like I said earlier, he dug himself a hole. He didn't he, – he kind of cut the bleeding off. It didn't get out of control, kept everything in check. They took him out of the game, bullpen backed him up. That's what the bullpen's there for. Mm. I'll take yeah. that and I'll let that one go. Like, I'll write that one off. I, tr- I truly will. The Matt's thing. The Matt's thing gets to me a little bit more because he gave up so many. And if he really did have an issue on his hand, he should have gone to Schumacher and said, hey, something's up here. Can you get somebody ready? I don't want to hurt the team. He probably said he was going to be fine and thought he could work through it. He couldn't. Yeah. I think even Yadi, I'll be honest with you, and, I, and I'm assuming it's because it's Yadi's first game with him, like real game, mm-hmm. that Yadi didn't want to take control and say, hey, shoe, take him out. He don't have it today. Let's rock and roll. Now, we did use the bullpen excessively in the game before, so they were probably trying to see if Matt's could work, work his way out of it. That's kind of my take on that one. Now, when it comes to the, today's game with Hudson, Hudson's, you know, first real big start in two years. So, give yeah. him the shakes. He's coming off Tommy John surgery. Did he really pitch poorly? I don't think he really pitched poorly. Like, I'm going to rewatch the game yeah. here tonight and double-check myself. He had one bad pitch that went for a three-run homer. Did he get himself into a little bit of a complicated situation in that, in that part of the game? Yeah, he did. 
It was but two home runs, by the way. Oh one was a two. Was yeah, uh, it was a. I think Perez's was a two run, and then I think the next batter got a home run. I can't remember his name. You're right, but, though. Yeah. was two home runs. I apologize. So two bad no, no. pitches. No problem. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Anyways. No, if I'm wrong, correct me, please, because that's yeah. how I get better. Um, but yeah, you're right. So just two bad pitches, and that thing that's going to happen. The guy's coming back from Tommy John surgery. He's still young. So he still has to work through everything. He's still developing. They see him being, in the long term, a really, really good pitcher who's going to be strong for us for years to come. So I'm not going to hold it against this kid. Um, I've never had Tommy John surgery. We know historically it's really, really tough to come back from. Most guys that have it aren't exactly the same when they come back from it. Mm. So we got to give the kid time to develop and get his wits back around him. I think he's going to be fine. My concern is honestly more with the bullpen. Mm. And one guy in particular. Whitgren? No. No. Palante? No. Okay. I'm, I give up now. <laughs> um, I want to make sure I say the name correctly. Genesis Cabrera? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's Cabrera. No. Yeah, Cabrera. Did Cabrera give the home run up tonight? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, he gave up the second home run to Perez. And then didn't he give up a home run against the Pirates as well? Uh, I'm not 100%. I know. Or he, or he stacked up the bases on himself and they got him out with a double play or something. He just doesn't seem like the same pitcher he was last year. That's, what, that's who I'm referring to. Hmm. Um, am I worried about it? No, because it's early in the season. But – I know we were counting on Cabrera and um, Gallegos to come back and be what they were last year. And that makes me a little bit nervous. Whitgreen is Whitgreen. I don't expect much out of him anyways. Um, my surprise that I'm loving right now, who I thought we were going to see tonight, but we didn't, was Helsley. Hmm. He looks good. He looks really good when he's healthy. And he's kind of the same with Hicks for me. Um and even a little bit of Reyes, uh, they're really good um, when they're healthy, but they get injured, it seems like, pretty uh, frequently. Uh, I don't think Helsley, Helsley was so bad, but he missed a good chunk of last year due to health, and I think he missed a little bit of 2020 because of um, health. Uh, but, yeah. Um, I do think Hicks pitched okay tonight. Yeah. Uh, I kind of said uh, earlier, or I don't know who I was talking to, but I, Hicks needs to take a uh, you know take a page out of uh, Sandy Koufax's book. And what I mean by that is Sandy Koufax early in his career uh, through like really high velocity. I want to say even like he hit the 90s and that was back in the 60s when that was unheard of. Um, and he was always injured and he had little control of the ball and it really hurt him. And then he kind of realized later in his career, he doesn't, if he would just take a little bit off of his velocity, he would have more control of his pitches and he would be less injured. And when he did that, I mean, he became one of the best pitchers. Uh, I think Hicks really needs to do that, and he really kind of showed that. I don't think he went – I think he had one pitch where he went over 100 um, tonight. But, uh, yeah, I'm 
I really hope that Hicks kind of dials it back a little bit. He doesn't need to throw 106 miles an hour. And when, like when he throws 106 miles an hour, he starts walking guys. And that's, that's a problem. That's been a problem for the Cardinals and for years is walking guys, uh, given the free pass. And if he can just dial it back and show more control, uh, he's going to be really good and he's not going to get injured as much because he's not throwing his arm out. Um, yeah. Is that, uh, all your points on pitching so far before I, uh, <laughs> before you unload? Uh, yeah, it's not going to be uh, as big of an unload. Um, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to go back to the spring training thing. They had a very abbreviated spring training. Their arms aren't stretched out the way they are. I don't think we really see what our pitching staff has probably until the middle of May. Uh, mm. That's kind of where – that's kind of why I'm trying myself to pump the brakes because I'm easily agitated when my teams don't play well, especially when I have a high expectations of them like I do this season. But I'm trying to remember the fact that they didn't get the spring training they were, they were used to. They couldn't even communicate with the, the teams in the offseason this year. So I'm trying to get to show a little grace um, and patience this season as much yeah. as I want to I want to see us just destroy everybody and, and be the Cardinals of old. So yeah. I don't know, I'm excited for Wayno to pitch tomorrow against Grangy. Uh I'm a little disappointed that, you know, we're going to go up against Milwaukee's pitching staff without Wayno seeing a single game. Yeah. But uh, it is what it is. We're going to just roll with the punches. It's a long season. We got lots of games to play and I'm just looking forward to enjoying the season but right now I would say our pitching staff is our biggest issue our defense looks good our bats look phenomenal but the pitching does make me a little nervous and that's my way too early prediction or way too early whatever you want to call it (laughs) yeah um okay so the thing with me is yes it's early in the season yes uh it's 162 games and you're not going to, and we've had an abbreviated uh, or a very shortened spring training two weeks. I think typically it's, I mean, typically pitchers and catchers have about two months to get fully ready and fully developed. Um, So we, we should all take in consideration. I need to take in consideration people who are just ready to freak the fuck out um need to take that into consideration but the thing with michaelis is it seems like this has always been his thing this has been his mo he he kind of tries to get cute with the pitches he throws and then he and then he gets into trouble and then he doesn't go deep into games and when he doesn't get deep into games he um that hurts the bullpen and the I think the starting pitching or the starting pitching isn't as big of a problem as we're as we think it is I think the problem is is that our bullpen is going to be totally depleted if we're not careful by the beginning of May um I mean tonight who did we we used let's see Hicks, Whitgren, Cabrera, Gallegos. Um, the last 
I mean, I think we used about five pitchers in the match game. Uh, Mike List, we used uh, Whitley, Wickren, McFarland, Helsley. Um, it's just it, – it goes back to that thing because, you know, 2011 ranked 12th in ERA. Uh, let's see. And – 17th in whip. Um, it's just, it's not an upgrade that you want to see. And I know it's the beginning of the year, but you're playing the pirates, the pirates who only have three, maybe four dangerous guys that you need to, need to be watching. Michaelis has no, no excuse to be throwing to be afraid of throwing the ball at the batters. He needs to be attacking them in the strike zone. Um, Matt's I'm look, he's not my first choice. And I think I've made that pretty clear. Um, I think I made it clear in the first Cardinals podcast last week. Um, I would have rather had Stroman. I would have rather had uh, Chris Bassett, but Matt's is, I mean, I'm going to give him one more start. And I really I really wasn't going to uh, – I was saying that I was going to keep a file of Matt's and Michaelis because they're on my shit list right now. Uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really wanting to talk about them this week. I was going to give them a month before I really start chewing heads. And maybe in a month I'll probably revisit this topic. Uh, but it just seems so – it doesn't seem helpful that, uh, and I think the bullpen is going to get worse if I don't think the bullpen has the depth or the uh, will be able to help uh, or will be able to stay fresh if um, the starters just keep going like they do. You can't, you they cannot rely solely on Wainwright to go over five innings they michaelis has to help Matts has to help dakota hudson has to help jordan hicks i know that they only want to give him four innings on saturday but he's got to help too and i know that they're going to try to build these guys up but they got to they got to start i mean hammering at batters um what do you think I, i wouldn't disagree with you much um we also have to remember Flaherty should be back in the ju- early June of the latest. So that's going to help solidify the rotation. Matt's is supposed to be a middle of, middle of the rotation guy. <clears throat> in my opinion, Michaelis is a middle of the rotation guy or bottom of the rotation guy. Dakota, it's going to take him probably two or three months to get to where we want him to be at yeah. in all reality. The bullpen – and this is where I push back on you just a little bit. Okay. We do have the expanded roster until the start of May. So we got two more weeks for the pitchers to work themselves out and get a little bit more consistency with the extra two pitchers we have in our bullpen. We still haven't seen Verhagen yet. Um, Which is surprising, I think. So I'll be honest with you. I was a little surprised we didn't see him tonight, either last game or tonight. Yeah. But I knew they wanted to get Hicks in there, and they probably just wanted to keep with the regular um, back half of the game guys for relievers. I'm assuming yeah. that if 
uh, Michaelis or Matts gets in trouble or Hudson gets in trouble the next way through the rotation, we may see Verhag in there. Um, Woodford, I mean, Woodford could be Woodford like he was last year too. So I'm not – I'm not as as worried. I, I I completely understand where you're coming through, coming from about the depth of the bullpen. It does make me a, a small bit worried, but I'll be more worried if we're having the same issues come the middle of May. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> like you said earlier, I mean those pitchers and catchers they usually have two months of time to get ready for the season. They did in three weeks this year, so I'm really trying to keep a level head on that side of it. But I think we're deep enough in the bullpen to get through the first month of the season without stressing everybody out too terribly bad. Mm. Wayne is going to go five to six every game. Matt should get to the point where he goes at least five every game. Yeah. I just – I guess because I have this outlook that I want to see the Cardinals do so well this year, I, I'm, I'm trying to give them a little bit of time. Now, I do expect if the bullpen and the starting rotation can't get it together by the start of June, I actually expect Mo to go out and do something about it. I expect to see a trade, trade somebody, trade Newbar or trade Gorman or not trade Walker or don't trade Walker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Trade, trade one of our guy, our prospects and go get a pitcher to put into the rotation or get a dominant force for the bullpen. I mean, I wanted Stroman too, but it didn't happen. And it yeah. ain't going to happen now that you're in with the Cubs. So we can just let that boat sail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, yeah, we're in we're in kind of a uh, not the best situation with our pitching rotation, our pitching staff. We kind of all knew that going into the season because Mo didn't go out and spend the big money like we wanted him to. Yeah. So Which, I'm just trying to keep a level head about it. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, it's just – yeah, it just seems like – like I don't fault Dakota Hudson – as uh, that much, I think he left two uh, two balls in the zone a little too much, and it burned him tonight. But he did exactly what I was wanting him to do, which was go after batters. And so that's, I think, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I, he's got to get that sinker down. If he leaves that sinker yeah, up, yeah, it's going to be smoked every time. Yeah, it, so. it it just hung today, and which it's his first start, and hopefully he makes adjustments. Um, yeah, it's I'll probably have more uh, to talk about in a month. Maybe, hopefully, I pray. I say this every year or every day. I say I pray that I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I want Miles Michaelis to be top five in uh, MVP voting and number two in Cy Young, only behind uh, Adam Wainwright. Um, I want Steven Matz to do well. I think I think anyone who said, who complains about Matz, Michaelis, uh, Dakota Hudson do not have a problem, or I think they all want to be wrong, or wrong. But I think just with history – uh, Michaelis has not been the type of player that we were hoping he's been uh, since he came to the Cardinals in 2018. Um, he was 18. Yeah, 18 when he had a really great year. 19 was a little bit of a down year, but, I mean, yeah, he's just kind of been all over the place, it seems like. Uh, 
He just needs to stop being cute with it and throw the ball in the strike zone. Let 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 any batter hit the ball. Um, I was listening to an er- interview with uh, Mo the other day. I think it was on Carriker and Smallman. Uh, and he was saying, you know, when you're looking for pitchers, you have to kind of figure out what was the right pitcher to get. Um, and he says, you know, you have a gold glove uh, infield behind you. So you're kind of looking for a ground ball pitcher and you kind of want to diversity uh, diversify the bullpen and your starters because, you know, you don't want just guys who are throwing low nineties, especially after coming uh, after, you know, you have Wainwright who throws 92 as his top speed. Uh, you kind of want guys in the hundreds like Helsley Hicks um, and uh, that new guy, Pilate or, Palante. Yeah. Uh, I think he throws in the hundreds and it was really interesting, but he, I mean, these pitchers have to learn to trust their infield and trust their defense. Look, some, like some of those balls are going to get passed, but you, you got to do your job and keep the ball in the zone and just let the defense carry you. You're not going to get 300 strikeouts this year. It's fine. Um, But that's all I got on this topic for today. Um, Well, they need what they need to do is take a note from what happened last year. Um, They brought in Hap and they brought in um, Lester. Neither one of those guys were strikeout pitchers. They were pitch to contact and let the defense play the game. A lot of these young pitchers also are – we have to remember that they had to get strikeouts. They had to be shut down pitchers to get to the league, to make yeah. it to the show. And they have to learn that, hey, you guys have professional gold glove all-star defenses behind you. Yeah. Part of the game, playing the game of baseball is playing defense too. It's not just pitching and catching yeah. and hitting. It is throwing yeah. the ball around the infield and, and, and making big throws from the outfield. So I think in time they'll develop and they'll get there. Uh, yeah. At least I hope they do. Um, one of the dynamics I love about doing this with you is that we have two completely different kind of views on what yeah. we're expecting, how we expect things to go. I love that dynamic about having these conversations with you. Um, that's what makes this fun for me, man. Uh, seriously, this is, you have great insight and great takes and uh, I love hearing your side of it and how your mind works. <laughs> and I think it's, uh, that's one of the very few, <laughs> Very few people actually say that they like how my mind works, but that's okay. <laughs> well, it I, gives me something to argue with, and I love arguing. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I think it's going to be fun. I think they're going to need time. Uh, a lot of these young guys still got to get figured out. They're still used to trying to be world beaters, and, and they got to remember it's a team game, especially when you're in the show, and to use your team around you, especially when you've got a defense built like the Cardinals do. Yeah. And yeah, we're uh, disagreeing now, but we're going to take it out to the parking lot later and beat the shit out of each other. Bring it um, on, big boy. <laughs> uh, let's uh, end the game or end the show on a positive note. Uh, is there anything that you want to talk about that's, I think, that stood out this week? Uh, any player, any moment? Uh, I mean, I guess we can. I guess technically, ours would be Albert Pujols hitting a home run today. 
Uh, so I know why he hit the home run today, by the way. You know why he did? I know why he hit the home run today. Okay, why? Scientific fact, it was the Sox. It it seems like it was the Sox. <laughs> I think he, I think he had the highest Sox when he hit the home run uh, against this last year uh, with the Dodgers, and that was, I was like, is he about to get a home run? And I, and my dad was like, no, he's not. And I thought, well, he might, but he goes, uh, what was it, three for four tonight? Yeah, three uh, for four, a home run, two singles, and then a line out. Yeah, he. Uh, Oh, on that uh, one play, I think it was Edmonds' uh, hit. He got from, like, first to third, which was surprising. I thought he was yeah. going to barely get to second on that one. Uh, but, yeah, that was a – it was a fun game. Um, mm-hmm. hmm? Go we'll ahead. See if, we'll see if they're uh, – if they have fun tomorrow. I don't know if you've seen what the weather's supposed to be like in St. Louis tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, I saw. We supposed it might get postponed, which is also scary because we don't play the Royals again this year. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's what they said. uh, Which is weird because I think it's. I thought they were going to play two games in uh, Kansas City, but I thought so too. And then I heard that we don't play them again this year, and I I didn't get to double check that, but. That's what I heard, and I was like, "Does that mean they'll probably just sit and wait and play a night game tomorrow? And if they have to wait till eight o'clock for first pitch, they'll do it." Um, yeah, I mean, it works out for me because then you know I can get home and watch the game. <laughs> but yeah. uh, the other thing about pools I wanted to ask, and I, I don't know if you noticed it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice his stance looks so much different? And he had this big leg kick. Yeah, he's yeah he. Uh... I noticed this in spring training. He's got kind of a weird um, – it's a weird stance now. He's kind of – I mean, his knees probably can't do the bending thing like he used to uh, where he would just get really low and have his front foot facing towards the f- pitcher. Um, I used to imitate the Pujols uh, stance back in back in the day. I think we all did. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, seems like it's working. Um, uh, there, Oh, let's, let's cover this real quick. Uh, Lars Newbar was supposed to, uh, play DH yesterday. Um, which is kind of scary, uh, for, because we just got Corey Dickerson and, uh, he hasn't really shown us too much. Um, I think we just wanted to get, uh, Newt some swings. Yeah, that's all I read into that is because I mean they did give Corey the two games before that, so I think they yeah. were just trying to get Newbar off the bench and let him swing the bat a little bit. Um, mm. I honestly I thought he was going to be before I saw the lineups come out this morning. I just figured they'd move him over to DH today, but I also did not look to see who was pitching for the Royals. And then as soon as I saw it was a lefty, I was like, oh nope, Albert's going to be DHing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and luckily he was uh, DHing, yeah. but uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for us today. Uh, we've been going for an hour, so uh, uh, do you have any last words to say? Uh, no, I'm looking forward to the uh, weekend matchup against uh, Milwaukee. Brewers. And yeah. then uh, we, I think we head down to Miami, and so we'll probably be talking when we're playing Miami. And yeah. then uh, after that, we make a trip out to Cincinnati. So we're going to see a long road trip for the Cardinals coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see how they handle that. Um, you know, I always like road trips. 
for teams. I think it's a great team bonding experience. Um, so we'll see how they do on this next stretch. I'm guessing it's nine or ten games. I, I didn't look at the schedule yet. I don't know how many times they play each team. So it'll be a good trip. I guess we'll be on the road for almost two weeks, and we should have some good conversations about that. But, um, no, it's hopefully hopefully they get the game in tomorrow at some point against the Royals, and we'll keep rocking and rolling. And for all of our other St. Louis sports fans out there, the, the Blues did take out the Bruins tonight. Mm. Uh, so we got nine games left. We're still tied with Minnesota for second in the division. So keep rocking and cheering on those Blues because we got a Stanley Cup to go get. Yeah, uh, the Brewers actually are two and three. Um, they've been not good. They lost yesterday to the Orioles. So, hey, hopefully they still suck whenever we're playing them. Um, yeah, Chicago is looking pretty good. So keep an eye on that, Cardinal fans. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to be it for us tonight. See you on Friday when we do our MLB episode of the recap of the entire league, which is going to be fun, fun, fun. Uh, and then Monday we're coming back with maybe another draft. We're doing something special. Um, we haven't even talked about it, but yeah. So we will see you next time. Bye, Felicia's. Thanks everybody.